Hello, this is Peter Woolfolk. First, let me say thank you so much for being a listener. Now, I want to alert you to our shiny new podcast website located at podpage.com. However, you can go directly to the podcast site located at www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. There, you can contact me through email. You can leave a voice message. You can leave a review. You can read an episode blog and frequently learn about the podcast guests. You might also want to suggest podcast topic ideas or even suggest a guest. You can also let me know if you would like to receive our podcast listener logo that you can post on your social media. So I look forward to hearing from you about our new podcast website, www.publicrelationsreviewpodcast.com. Thank you so much for listening to the Public Relations Review Podcast and have a great day. Welcome. This is the Public Relations Review Podcast, a program to discuss the many facets of public relations with seasoned professionals, educators, authors, and others. Now, here is your host, Peter Woolfolk. Welcome to the Public Relations Review Podcast and to our listeners all across America and around the world. Now, first, let me thank all of our listeners for an exceptionally great 2021. We are ranked by seven sites as one of the best public relations podcasts in the nation, and we received a Parthenon Award from the Nashville PRSA chapter for having a best PR podcast. And now we have listeners in over 1,400 cities in 102 countries around the world. Now, of course, the U.S. is our major market with 70% of our listeners. So I will continue to produce podcast content that provides value to all of you. Now, as many of you know, having your public relations degree or marketing simply provides you with some basic training and information and understanding of the profession. Very few PR graduates can come to a new public relations job and hit the ground running. Personally, my preparation was continued learning for over a 30-year period. So how can those with some basic degree of public relations knowledge and skill gain additional solid experience to improve their current conditions or boost opportunities for a job requiring more experience? Well, my guest today has an answer for that. It's called the Public Relations Finishing School. It is a 10-module online curriculum for those who wish to get started in a PR career or for new professionals to hone their skills in the field of public relations. Joining me today from East Providence, Rhode Island, is Betty Galligan, APR, founder and president of Newberry Public Relations and Marketing. Prior to founding Newberry, she was vice president of a Providence-based PR agency. Prior to that, she worked for several small and medium-sized agencies in Rhode Island and Massachusetts, where she developed strong skills in all facets of public relations. She holds a cum laude BA degree in communications and theater from Rhode Island College, and her academic and subsequent professional achievements led her to being listed in college business and international who's who directories. Betty is twice past president of PRSA's Southeastern New England chapter, and she has held other leadership positions. So, Betty, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Peter. So tell me, what was it that you heard or experienced that caused you to think, hmm, 
I think people need some extra help in getting into the PR field, and I believe I've got a way to do that. Well, that's a great question because I have noticed in my own PR firm when I was hiring people that some of the new professionals to the field really needed to have some finishing, I would call it. So, you know, they had the basic knowledge, but they just needed to polish up skills to be ready to hit the ground running, particularly in an agency setting where, you know, billable time is where where the profit is, right? Mm-hmm. So, if you know, if you can't be billable to the agency and also if you can't be, you know, credible in front of a client, then you're really not going to hit the ground running. And I really wanted to help people who are new to the field to have the advantage to be able to, you know, be a, begin their career in public relations and have it be a long and rewarding one. And, you know, when you're good at something, you love it. And I really want people to have the passion for PR that I have. I wanted to share that with them. And I thought, you know, what if I put together... PR finishing school and teach them this. I usually do some seminars and workshops that I've done in in PR and various topics, but I thought during the pandemic I had some extra time and I thought if there's anything good that's going to come out of this pandemic, then maybe it would be putting the time into something like this and taking my 35 years of experience and just plopping them into the 10 modules and just brain dumping everything that I can possibly give to someone in those 10 modules and really work with them to be successful. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about deciding what content to include in these modules? I really went through almost like a typical day in in my agency life, for example, and thought, what, what would be the most important modules for someone of any real of any level to hone their skills because it's not really only just for people who are just out of school i wanted it to be also for someone who is tasked with the responsibility for pr in their job but have had no formal training maybe and and really try to develop something that would be for for any level really of pr so one of them is writing that's the top one i mean we all know that to be successful in PR, you have to have writing skills. You have to be able to write almost instantaneously. If you're in a client meeting and you're trying to rework a sentence or a paragraph, they're going to look to you, the client will look to you and say, please, let's get this done or we have a deadline. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think writing is really important. So I started off with writing. So it's writing for PR 101. And then later in the module, I have writing for PR 201. You know, one's a little bit more basic and the other one gets into um, other other topics. So, for example, for writing, do you give them some scenario to to write about? How do you decide what it is that should be written in this uh, in the particular course? Let's say from one hundred and one, and then in two hundred and one, how do you decide what the, the what they should be writing about? Sure. Well, one hundred and one is really the three basic tools of PR that every PR person should have in their toolkit, which is news release, media alert, and a calendar listing. Mm-hmm. You can write any of those three, right? I mean, you can, you can really go to town, you know, <laughs> with that. So 
PR 101 is about that, writing with the inverted pyramid type style and, and writing for clarity for the journalist that's going to be getting this type of thing. Mm-hmm. 201 gets into like AP style, you know, like the, that's important to uh, Associated Press style book type of writing guidelines. Uh, gets into that. It gets into social media posts, uh, you know, and also gets into interviewing styles so that you can actually get the information that you need in order to mm-hmm. craft even media pitches. Mm-hmm. Makes, makes a lot of sense. Now, how long are the modules? In other words, once I sit down in front of uh, put it in and, and start looking at it, roughly how long do the modules take to, uh, uh, to view? They'll take about an hour. They're not long, but the, every single module, except for the last one, has a like a test or like an assignment. So that is what's going to maybe take the more time from someone. Mm-hmm. Um, the, it's sort of like a combination of a lecture from me. It would also be uh, some required reading, maybe looking at some examples of things. I'm always going to be changing the content dynamically as we go along and keeping it fresh. And the assignments, like, for example, PR Writing 101 is you have to write a news release, you have to write a media alert, and you have to write a calendar listing. Mm-hmm. And if you ha- already have a job and you're in, your, you're in your field, and you can utilize one of the news releases that you've already written, you know, so it's not like um, they have to do it from scratch. If they have one that they think is perfect, send it on in, submit that, and it's going to be reviewed, and you need to pass every module. If you're taking the full course, you have to pass every module in order to move on to the next one. Then mm-hmm. you'll be assigned a mentor so uh, that will guide you all along the way. That can also be someone that you can call upon for clarification or anything else, questions that you have. And their role is to guide the person along, the student, if you will, to pass these modules and do a, do a good job. Mm-hmm. So what, what are the, you said there are 10 modules. What are the 10 different areas that you cover in, uh, in these modules? Uh, we cover writing, media relations, media lists, like media list development and how to know what an assignment editor is versus a, a contributing editor or reporter, you know, writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, account service, that's really big, account service. PR planning, of course, every PR person needs to be able to do a PR plan. Uh, one that really uh, does excite me, I know it's very boring sounding, but it's finance for the PR professional, and that really gets into understanding how you're billable and maybe talking about markup in an agency setting, for example, or, you know, that that kind of thing, understanding how you fit into the finance, you know, role, really, Mm -hmm. what your role could be even as an account service person, you know, managing a PR budget, Um, ethics and etiquette, writing for PR 201, like I said, special events, because even a, a special event, maybe if you're not even in charge of doing some large event, it's not, it's not just for large events. It can also be for, you know, what we kind of used to have as press conferences but can run them online now or understanding that. And also it can just be even a special meeting that you have to put together, but special mm-hmm. events. And then the last one is on career advancement. 
And that one is not a lecture or anything. That's an actual one-to-one live thing where it's a module that we're going to really talk about the importance of joining PRSA, uh, maybe looking at their resume, looking at their portfolio, looking at career advancement or choices, and really being almost like a, a career coach for them in the career advancement module. Mm-hmm. Uh, a couple of things come to, come to mind, particularly as I listen to uh, press conferences, because there is a lot that goes into a press conference. And it depends upon where you are in the scale of things, because I recall having worked for, let's say, when I was in a campaign, let's say the vice president was coming to visit. Well, you know, you've got to have malt boxes, as they call them, so that uh, because when you notice the vice president speaking, there's only one microphone up there or anybody uh-huh. speaking in some cases, but uh, you've got a ton of people in the back. Well, how do they all get the audio? All of that kind of stuff. So, you know, throw, throw distances, malt boxes and other things, uh, you know, the physical part of it as well. Do you go into that, or how do you... Just tell me how you handle press conferences, for example. Yes, um, uh, definitely that is important. Also, it's interesting because I'm just trying to bring some experience to this module, and uh, one of them is Vice President Harris came to one of my clients' venues, and that was quite the experience because of all of the security mm-hmm. and... What what really impressed me about that was the global press pool right. that that followed her along, and so I I would love to explain this to the students and and share what that experience was, and you know talk about that kind of level of of a press conference, but also just if it's a local localized thing, mm-hmm. because again anyone can be taking these courses from anywhere in the U.S. or outside of the U.S. and so it could even very well be, you know, how do you prioritize who you allow to ask a question or also if you're from the press or also if you're setting up interviews like one-to-one interviews after mm-hmm. the press conference is over because often it's like someone has to get onto a microphone and then make the announcement and then you open it up for questions. But then after all the questions, after the formal press conference, sometimes there are like relatively informal, let me grab you over here to a corner mm-hmm. and, uh, and ask you more questions. So if that's, if that's part of the press conference strategy. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm agreeing with a lot of that simply because you, you mentioned pool reporters because when the vice president or others come, the whole gaggle of reporters can't follow them everywhere they go. So there has to be a pool reporter right. to uh, to go and uh, you know be the eyes and ears and, and that sort of thing. And then they come out to report to the to the rest of the folks uh, that sort of thing. And and you're right. I remember when I worked in Congress, my uh, congressman had some problems. We had a press conference for him at the House uh, Press Gallery, but then I picked out selected reporters to have individuals. But those reporters, because he is from New York, obviously the New York Times, but also the Washington Post and Associated Press, just to make sure that those exchanges got wider coverage as well. So I I agree with you that they need to have some skills as to know how to go about handling those kinds of things. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also, you know, there's even maybe even more important to the press conference is what you do with the follow-up after the press conference happens where, you know, the New York Times or someone may be calling you or your local newspaper reporter needs additional information or needs some sort of assets like, you know, a photo or something that they weren't able to get that day or Mm -hmm. something. What about the people who couldn't come to the press conference? 
and couldn't attend, but our job is to disseminate the information fairly to all the media, and that's another point that I make, you know, in this module. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I guess the other thing, is, you know, this stuff is coming back to me now, but uh, one of the things, of course, is when you get calls from reporters that, uh, you know, you get back to them in a timely fashion with the information they need, so forth and so on, and, you know, that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, that's also part of the media relations module. Okay. Because that's a really important thing um, to develop these relationships with the news media. Introduce yourself, you know, proactive media relations versus the reactive, but both are important. And to understand the, the, the PR person's role in where they fit in as the liaison between the media and their client or their company, their organization, who they represent and what their roles and responsibilities are. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people that want to say no comment or they don't want to be the one that's out there, you know, liaising with the media, but that's your role Mm -hmm. as a PR person. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to fully understand that. And it's also important, I mean, that's where the ethics and etiquette kind of comes in too because of legal ramifications of what you do as a PR person and what you may be getting involved in that you need to be aware of because you can be putting your company in jeopardy by making a statement, saying something, using the wrong word, for leaning towards something, you know, that your writing is so critical and the talking points that you need to create for your company spokesperson, if it's not you, you know, Mm -hmm. what you say, what they say, so critical because there's this whole, like, I don't want to scare people, (laughs) but we have to make it, clear that you're in a role that is really important right well i agree with that i also agree mm-hmm. that they should should not be afraid to say that they don't know in some cases you know don't try to fake information that, you know yeah. that because you don't have the answer to everything and and it's fair to say no I, I don't have the answer for you on this right now but i will talk to the appropriate people or get you in touch with the appropriate people so that you can get an answer to that uh, to that question Absolutely, yes. I'll get back to you. You know, And they appreciate that because you're being transparent, you're being honest, you have integrity, and those are all those values that are so important to our code of ethics that we subscribe to as PRSA members. But what about the people that are not PRSA members? Again, you know, they don't, uh, they don't have the finishing school. <laughs> you know, who's teaching them these things? Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. That's right. So, since we mentioned PRSA, did you have any linkage to PRSA as you developed this uh, this uh, program? You know, I did not, uh, but I contacted PRSA because you know I am accredited, and so I have to have credits uh, that I have to have continuing credits. You know, mm-hmm. and so I contacted PRSA to let them know that I'm developing this school. I wasn't sure how it would fit into my accreditation, you know, units, but I let them know about it, and you are my first real um, PRSA-related in some way, PR-related, you know, promotion about this, but I am planning on talking to the Strategies and Tactics newsletter newsletter that we get, and hopefully getting it in there and having maybe a story, which would be great, but I, so in other words, I'll do my own PR on the PR Finishing School and outreach, but I'm not endorsed by PRSA or anything along that line. I don't know how that would happen, but 
I would love to be, but I'm certainly endorsing PRSA within mm-hmm. my school. There's no question. I mean, I love PRSA. It was one of the first things I did when I became a new professional. I joined immediately as a new pro and uh, got involved in my local chapter, and we had a new professional, and I got really involved in that. And um, so I, I'm very, very high on being part of your profession, giving back to your profession, I feel like this would be my legacy, really. Uh, 57 years old, and I've been doing this for a very long time, it feels. Um, (laughs) And I hope to continue to do it for a long time. But I feel like this would be part of my legacy that I would love to to give back to people and have them have a rewarding and long career in PR. That's my goal. Well, you know, and I think the fact that you have, you've found an additional way to help people get better at, at their job in public relations. I mean, that's hugely important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I want to be a mentor, really. And if I can't do it but one-to-one with everyone, then I will bring on mentors that can serve in this capacity and and be part of the school that, you know, we have our our brand, really. You know, mm-hmm. and just get out there and say, like, this is... This is where you can turn to if you, you know, a lot of the a lot of the courses that are there that you can take. There's plenty of them at PRSA that you can take. There's great courses on writing. Ann Wiley comes to mind. You know that um, Michael Smart comes to mind for media relations. You know, there's definitely people out there that are well respected and credentialed. And the difference here would be that I'm actually teaching this as part of the school, but you get a mentor and a guide assigned to you. So I think mm-hmm. that's one of the differences. And so you can, there are no ridiculous questions. This person's here for you to, to, help, to help you through it. And the other thing is, is that I'm also a, a practicing public relations professional. So like I retired or this is all I do and all I do is teach. It's like I do this every day. Mm-hmm. So I'm not... I'm not out of the industry. I'm in the industry, and and this is why I want to keep the content so dynamic. Well, you know, I think it's important you said that too. One of the uh, one of my guests early on was, uh, I believe, it's uh, Katie Delahaye Payne, calls herself the measurement queen. Oh uh, yes, because yes. part of it also is being able to, you know, how do you determine success? And you know, she described a lot of different ways to measure the success of whatever your project is, and, and that's, uh, that's some information that clients want to know, too. Uh, you know, how do we judge the success of this, of this project? Mm-hmm. Yes, evaluation is so key. And uh, that's why I think as part of the school, I am going to have, there could be even like a, a as I see this down the line, like a um, more advanced bunch of modules mm-hmm. for people. I also see that I could have boot camps, and seminars and workshops, whether they're on Zoom or whether they're in person, and and take the school, you know, to the regions, and involve other professionals to help teach some of these too. Well, I, you know, let me say that I, I really think that that's a that really is a good idea. Uh, needless to say, I've been around for thirty years myself, and I've seen a wide range of. Uh, particularly kids that come out of school, uh, it depends upon where they went uh, to to school and who it was doing the teaching. Because uh, I guess I've spoken to kids in I'd say close to ten colleges and universities, and I can see some distinct differences between the caliber of those 
in some schools compared to others. So, you know, yes. getting it uh, from the right, getting good, solid information from people who had their feet on the ground doing substantive work is a solid place to go to get uh, uh, get information as to how to do do this job. Yes, I agree. And you know, we have a very strong internship program here, and we've had had for the 25 years that I've been in business. This year is my 25th anniversary, by the way. Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> uh, not in the field, but in my own business. So I was an intern, and I really believe in internships. And this school is not meant to be taking the place of an internship. It's not meant to take the place of a university degree uh, you know, curriculum, but it's to supplement, mm-hmm. and it's to finish, and it's to kind of get you prepared. Now, someone could probably blast through the 10 modules relatively quickly. I would hope that they wouldn't. You know, I hope that it would be more of a, a studied approach to it. But, you know, there's not to say that it's not to say that they can't. And also, you don't have to take all 10. If you only wanted to take a, whatever you felt like you needed some finishing in, you can just take that one module. So there's one-offs. And also, agencies or companies can utilize this to pr- provide professional development opportunities for their own staff. Mm-hmm. So that's the other aspect of it. Well, you know, one of the other things that I noticed, and I'm particularly thinking about maybe the younger folks going into this, um, you know, some of the things that they do on their own. And, and I think it's about attitude, too. Uh, I, I was really attracted, and I'm attra- attracted to those students who have a can-do spirit that I want to learn. I want to take on a new assignment. Uh, teach me as much as you can. You know, that sort of thing. Because just accepting it uh, as part of my job and, okay, I've done that, is not enough. It's that, you know, I want to do it and I want to do more and I want to learn from you because I want to be the best at what I can do. That's the kind of attitude that that really got me excited about uh, dealing with uh, some people or bringing them on board when I when I could. Yes, yes. You know, it's funny because I even had a, a paid employee one time say when we had a special event come down the pike and they we're all so excited about this particular event and running it and, you know, every aspect about it because when you're a PR person, you just get so excited about that. And this person said, that's not my job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, the in, and the intern took over and was leading the paid per- professional a new professional, you know, who graduated with a degree in public relations. And I, that was another thing that stuck in my mind. Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, wow, you know, it's so needed to, to teach that this, this kind of thing, whether it's, a, like I said, a, a breakfast meeting or a, a giant press conference, it does fall in the realm of what a PR person should be able to do, like almost in their sleep, to be honest. You mm-hmm. know, it's almost like that's, that's a no-brainer. Well, it's also part of leadership, too, because when times get hard, as they say, when times get tough, the tough get going. That if you see something wrong, mm-hmm. you can find find a way to fix it, then you need to step up and get it done, regardless of whether yes. it's in your job description or not. That's right. And so that comes into the teamwork aspect and, and account service, because you're on an account service team. You know, you really need to understand how, how that works, too. And I agree. I agree with you on that. See, because one of the things I've looked at, I've been in public relations for probably close to 30 years. I, I didn't have any formal training. I, I basically stumbled into it. But part of that training was, uh, you know, when uh, radio, uh, when um, somebody suggested I go into radio, my training was the fact that the station said, well, we'd like to train you, but 
you can only do that after midnight when I was not too busy. So I showed up at midnight to uh, train how to, <laughs> how to produce a radio show. Oh, that's uh, awesome. And that went on. I mean, I wound up actually a couple of years later having a, a national radio show because I was able to able to do that. Television, mm. I uh, the guy who originally, um, uh, who formed uh, Black Entertainment Television, I saw him at a meeting years ago, and I said, hey, look, I've got some marketing ideas for you. He said, okay, fine, let's talk. Well, he told me, well, that's not what I'm looking for. Here's what I want to do. He said, I want to produce this show. Are you interested? <laughs> I told him, I, have to, I said, I'll have to get back to you. <laughs> yeah. I asked some folks, and they said, hey, that's a good idea. So I had to hire somebody to teach me how to do the show. <laughs> and I oh, did. Oh, I love that. I, I did it. And I wind up, as a matter of fact, I've got an article in the Washington Post that um, announced the fact that I was doing the show. So it's those kinds of things, uh, you know, because those things brought me into some other things when I worked for the a major association in D.C. handling media. Um, I learned how to do satellite uplinks and downlinks because that was part of the job, getting it out of this office building to uh, offices around the country. So knowing how to do as much as you can makes you much more not only helpful, but you understand how things work. And it's a problem-solving opportunity as well. Correct. And, you know, I mean, what I might do with your permission is to take this little portion of the MP3 of, of or MP4 file of this podcast and put it onto that career advancement module and let people hear from your own words of how networking, drive, and, of course, being in the right place and, you know, getting out, putting yourself out there and then really making hay with what you can do and just trying to learn as much as you possibly can is so important to a career. And I loved what you said because it's like, here you are, 30 years of experience, and you're still learning. Mm-hmm. I feel the same way. I mean, we need, we need continuous learning. We always need to evolve and learn and hone. Well, you know, it's interesting that this podcast got started over a lunch. I was having lunch with a colleague some years ago. We'd worked on multiple projects together, and they asked me, well, have you ever thought about going into podcasting? And quite honestly, my response was, uh, no, I really don't know much about it. So she said, well, you need to look into it. So several months later, I I started looking into podcasting exactly what it was. And in my mind, I saw it as basically a radio show on the Internet. I said, wait a minute. Yeah. (laughs) I've done radio. Now I'm really interested. So now after that luncheon, as I said, at the top of the show, I'm producing a podcast that has gotten high, very, very high ratings on seven rating sites and is now heard around the world. That part is not something I designed to this. It just organically happened. It just kept growing and going and going. More people picked it up. So uh, you never know. But the fact is, you've got to have a very, very positive attitude, a go-getter attitude, and I can do this attitude. Yes, I agree. It's, it's so true. So true. And, and um especially when you're representing a client or a company and and you're the PR person for that entity and if you have no passion or drive or no you know almost like advocacy or i kind of liken it to cheerleading in a way too you need to champion your clients and mm-hmm. that's part of your role and people need to understand that how can they do this how can they always be thinking about what's best for the client, what what can I do, what kind of ideas can I bring, uh, how can I inject some of this passion into what I'm doing, 
that's part of a PR person's role too. It's really important. I really subscribe to that one because I have picked up clients based on the fact that I've seen something happen. I said, wow, that's a great idea. Who can I take this to to help them run with it? Uh, to make a long story very, very short, I was at a reception at a college some years ago, and that reception happened to be for the uh, entire Tennessee Supreme Court. Now, having worked as a vice president of the university, I said, wow, this is this is heavy-duty stuff right here because the reception mm-hmm. was held on a university campus. There were two goals here. The goal for the tenants for the uh, Supreme Court was to probably get college kids interested in, in the law, and the goal for the university was the guests invited to hear them were college, uh, high school students. So now you've got mm-hmm. high school students coming to this event. And, you know, the huge PR, uh, not on PR opportunity, but an opportunity perhaps to uh, uh, um, uh, get additional students under this uh, seeing this happen. So I didn't, I said, wow, this is a great idea. I called a friend of mine who knew some college presidents. I asked him, do you think, do, do you do you know a college president that would be interested in having the entire Tennessee Supreme Court on their campus? He said, I, I think so, and he's here with me at a conference. Well, to make a long story short, the, uh, half an hour later, that president called me, invited me down to make a presentation. I got the, made the presentation, got a contract, and then another contract because of some other work that I've done. So you know, knowing how to do things or having the willingness to know how to do things can also be of service to you as well. Yes, and you hit on something that's important, I feel, which is PR sometimes blends with marketing. Mm-hmm. And um, that's why even in my own agency, uh, two years into starting my agency, I, I added the and marketing at the end of the, my company name because it's such a blend. It's like they, they're, I always like put my hands together like, you know, like uh, my fingers are intertwined, you know, just describing it. But I say that's like PR and marketing go together like that. And because a lot of times companies have marketing goals or sales goals, even revenue goals, achievements that they need to make and PR can help pave the way or you know sometimes make these things happen so your connection of saying yes look at I'm bringing all these high school students for this event it's a PR event but the university is going to be able to get get some potential students from this mm-hmm. and you know what's better than that you know so starting it that way so love that love it well, Betty, this has been a very, very exciting, and I'm very, very glad we had a chance to uh, to do this show because I think the listeners will get an awful lot from that. So having said that, I'm just wondering if you might have any closing remarks to the uh, to listeners about the um, public relations finishing school. Sure. I uh, it's, it's definitely being launched, uh, and the website is theprfinishingschool.com, theprfinishingschool.com. And I'm very open to ideas, suggestions, you know, looking forward to getting as many students as we possibly can through the program and getting feedback about the program so that we can continuously improve upon it. And I'm looking for mentors and all kinds of um, help, you know, for the PR Finishing School. So I'm really excited about it. I appreciate this opportunity to talk about it, especially to a PR audience that understands and uh, appreciates what we're going to be doing for future generations and, and now. Well, good. Thank you so very much. Uh, my guest today has been Betty Galligan. She is an APR founder of the, and president of the Newberry Public Relations and Marketing Firm, but also the creator of the Public Relations Finishing School. 
So, uh, if you'd like to have more information, you can reach out to the uh, PR uh, Public Relations Finishing School. And if you've enjoyed the show, we'd certainly like to get a great review from you. As always, thank you for listening. Tell your friends and join us for the next edition of the Public Relations Review. Thank you. This podcast is produced by Communication Strategies, an award-winning public relations and public affairs firm headquartered in Nashville, Tennessee. Thank you for joining us. Hi, this is Peter Woolfolk speaking. Now, first of all, thank you so very much for listening to the podcast. Now, I am very excited to let you know that the podcast is now available on Amazon Alexa. You know the drill. Simply say, Alexa, play Public Relations Review Podcast, and she'll take it from there. And again, thank you for listening. And if you enjoy the program, please become a subscriber. Now, on to the podcast.